time for the church to step up and start being the church. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to start today with verse 16. And my sermon's called, I don't know how she did it up there, the prototype. Do you know what a prototype is? Who doesn't know? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to rebuke you or nothing. I'm just, we're going to hit you upside. No, we're not. Do, who doesn't know what a prototype is? Nobody's going to say. Who does know what a prototype is? Who's not going to say anything no matter what I ask? <laughs> Anytime a car manufacturer or, or a truck or uh, anything that's built, they get in a room and they create a prototype. That means they put the motor in it they want. They put the, the everything they want on that car. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read something to you because I did a little study and y'all would be quite proud of me. I went, I went online and I, I checked out the Tesla Cybertruck. Now, I don't know whether what it'll haul, but it has an 800 horsepower motor. It goes a quarter mile in under 10 seconds and goes from zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds. Um, but, I mean, it's fast. And it's a pickup truck. And I'm starting to seriously think about that. So, so, anyway, so, any, anyway, so any, anyway, back in November of uh, what year did they make this? 19. Uh, when Leon Musk created the prototype, you understand they were in a room building it and hadn't decided, they were kind of working on the way the truck would look, how fast it would be, and designing it before they began. Now, once they make the first truck, when they make it, all of the other trucks are supposed to look exactly like it. Jesus was a prototype of a new race. Because the old race was a failure. Adam's race was and is a complete disaster. If you think I'm lying, turn on ABC, CBN, and NBC. It's getting worse because... Now, I want you to think about Jesus' day. How well do you think Jesus' life went though he was perfect? Not real well, because he lived among corrupt men. How, what about us today? We're not corrupt, but we're imperfect, and that's why sometimes your life doesn't go real well, because there's two races running in the earth today, Adam's and the second Adam, Jesus. Now, I want to read 2 Corinthians 5, not 17, but 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Now, I'm talking Christians here. I'm not talking sinners because all sinners refer to the flesh and the flesh alone. Now, there is, God thinks, this is what God thinks of your body. Leave it here. Don't get too excited about your, you know, your, your flesh. God's not thinking a whole lot of it, and you shouldn't either. As a matter of fact, the older you get, the less you are in love with your body. 
Now, you can tell the difference between a 20-year-old in a gym and an 80-year-old in the gym. A 20-year-old thinks he's God's gift to the planet, and an 80-year-old is just glad he made it to the gym that day. <laughs> and he's a <laughs> so I think we place a little too much on the, on the flesh. I'm going to read this again, and I'm going to go on. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. That means that your gender, your nationality absolutely means nothing. Not to God, it shouldn't to you. Now look at this next statement. Even though we've known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. What's that mean? I'm going to say something here and I want you to think about it a minute. The Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John doesn't exist. What a statement. He's not the same. That guy went to the cross. That guy went into the region of the dam and that guy came out of hell completely different than he went in. And we're still, we're still identifying with Jesus walking the shores of Galilee in his body and right now, he is Superman. He is. Now, I want to read something to you as we go because I'm, you know, this is the expresso service. I don't know how much time I got. When Jesus was raised from the dead, this is Mark Hankins' little pamphlet. He stepped from the tomb, absolute master of death, all of its phases, hell, all of its hosts, Satan and all of its works, and sin and all of its consequences, he was the first. Say first. Say it again. He's the first. He's the firstborn, the firstborn. He's the prototype of a new race. That means, First John, as Jesus is, now, so are we in the world. There is a master race. Come on, y'all. Jesus created, if any man is in Christ, it, we, we read is a new creature. That's true. It actually says in the Greek, he's a new creation. He's a new species. He's a new race that never existed before. What you were before the day you were born again, you are not that now at all. I told Lisa the other day I need to celebrate my birthday. She said, you already did. I said, I'm not talking about my flesh. I'm I got born again November the 16th, 1975. I need to celebrate my other birthday. I want another pumpkin pie. <laughs> and she kind of told me no, and I'm going, well, that's rebellion. Let me read this. I mean, are y'all getting this? Are y'all enjoying this? And listen, this, this, we need to think about this. He was the first of a redeemed, restored, victorious humanity that would follow. He's the firstborn from the dead, not just physical death, spiritual. The first man to enter the death experience and master it. But he became a prototype. One of the things that people don't identify with is that as he is now... So am I in the world. We still see ourselves as just, 
you know, barely get along down here and struggling through the heat and the snow, trying to make it till Jesus comes back and we all go to glory and have three musketeers and never get fat. Hallelujah. No one, Jesus became the prototype of a new species. And I'm not talking about his resurrection from the dead. I am talking about his resurrection from the dead. At the resurrection, Jesus became the firstborn. It says in Colossians 1.18, he's the firstborn of a new creation. That means, now what, when Tesla made uh, the first truck or the first car, all the rest of them look alike. Everything that was in Jesus when he rose from the dead is in you. When I get in a, a tundra, I want, I want all the stuff in mine that's in the other one on the lot. I don't want to get in there and go, oh, this one ain't got, no, this one's got a four-cylinder in it, and this one's not full. I, no, no, when they made the first one, all of them should be alike. I bought, I went online, checked out what they did, and bought it according to that. And when I get in and I want everything in there is, so is every, if Jesus is master of sin, if he is master of death, hell, and the grave, are you? Yes, you are. It's time the church started thinking like this. Because we're sitting around here whining about what's going on in America today. Go to Romans chapter 5. They need us. You know, one of the things that people are really, you know, freaking out is how happy we are. And they're sitting around here and we're just like, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have a care in the world. I sleep at night. Don't worry about anything. Jesus didn't have a care. Jesus didn't sit around and worry about money. He didn't sit around and worry about sickness and disease. He didn't worry about the government. He is the government. I got news for someone. I am the government. Oh, that'll go. I didn't say I was a Democrat. I didn't say I'm the Republican Party. I said I'm the government. Our government was set up that the people are the government. Boy, do we ever need to remember this now. We hired you, we will fire you. All right. When someone says, well, the government's coming, I said, I'm here. Romans 5.14. You know, politicians don't like you talking like that, but it's time for them to hear it. Romans 5.14. Listen. Nevertheless, death Spiritual death and physical death, but this is talking about spiritual death, reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of Adam, who is a type, underline that word, he's a prototype of him is to come. Adam was a type, he was a type of him that was to come, so basically the Bible is about two Adams, the first Adam and the second Adam. There is no other. The blood in your veins is the exact blood in mine. Don't shout me down. Quit dividing us according to pigment. 
If you want to make a division, let's make a division on the fact that the blood in my veins came from Adam and so did yours, but the blood on me came from Jesus. All right, now let's go. The free gift, verse 15, the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man, Adam, I'm going to put Adam's name in there. I'm not adding to the Bible, so I'm not a Jehovah Witness. For by one man, Adam's offense, many died. Much more the grace of God and the gift of grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. That means there's two races in the earth. And the gift is not like that which came through the one Adam who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense, Adam, resulted in damnation. I said the word damnation, and I want y'all to hear that. Uh, I'm going to go someplace. Y'all just hold your horses. Don't turn with me. I'm going to read John 3, 20, 18. Listen as I read this. He who believes in him is not damned. He who does not believe is damned now. Now see, the world doesn't understand that once Satan was judged, all of Adam was damned to hell. They're under judgment. They don't know why they're in the mess they're in. But there's right now, there's a vast, uh, chasm between believers and unbelievers and Adam and Jesus and it's getting greater as, we, as the days go by now. Yeah. It's obvious that the world is screaming and they don't understand that all of the politics and all that they're doing will not stop damnation on them. They're going to have to get out of that family and get in to the family of God if they want the damnation to stop. It's not white supremacy. Never heard anything so stupid in my entire life. You really think that white people are that smart? I'm going to tell you, being a white person, we're not. We can't run our lives, much less y'all's. Nobody's jerking anybody around. It's literally, a, it's literally two families. There is a family from Adam, and right now they're feeling it. And when they die, it will get worse. Anybody not in Jesus is damned. Everybody in Jesus is not damned, but Abraham's blessings are on us. You are blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. And as Jesus is, so are you in the world. You're not in Adam anymore. You're in Christ Jesus. You are the healed. You are the anointed. You are the wisdom of God. You are the light of the world. You have joy. You have peace. You have light. You have light. And we don't have bad days. That's good preaching. Thank you. Verse 16. The gift is not like that which came through the one Adam who sinned. The judgment which came from one offense resulted in damnation. 
But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification or righteousness. For by one man's offense, Adam, death, death, not, death is not just people dying. Death in all of its phases is poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. It's no joy. It's no peace. It's no life. That's what death is. Reigned through the death, reigned through Adam. Much more, much more. Those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Say, I reign. He created a race of kings and priests. How many of you know that we've always known we were supposed to be kings? We know we're supposed to be priests. We know this, folks. You know, I'm amazed when I'm watching uh, the television now at how many people fly all the movies everyone flies. Not just Superman. Have y'all noticed that? I mean, it doesn't matter where you go on Facebook or, or anywhere, the little clips and the movies. Everyone can fly. Did you know Jesus can fly? Well, I'm going to come over yes. here and pray. Yes. <laughs> you remember the, the, the book 23 Minutes in Hell when he came and got the guy and took him down in the region of the dam? And then after that, in order to, because he sent him through that hell to write the book, he thought he would enjoy going into outer space. So he grabbed him and took him into outer space, showed him around. And, 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 and it reminded me of, 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 of Superman and Lois. But it really happened. And then he flew back and stuck him in his house and he came back in his body. And then he flew away. Did you know that someday? We will not be catching a 747 to Israel. I'll be back later. Y'all just, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with this church. Do you think this is a joke? You think this is, this ain't no movie. Man knows he's supposed to rule and reign. He knows kings rule. Kings rule. Say I rule. I rule now. Jesus said whatever you allow. There's things going on I don't allow. Abortion will be overturned. Wow. You know, one day this is going to hit you and y'all are going to have a Holy Ghost fit. You're going to go, man, if you just knew who I was. I really need to get me a big S shirt. I, I, super Christian. All right. But it's true. I cast out big devils. I, move, I can move mountains with my mouth. I stop storms. I rebuke cancer. That's a bad mamba jamba right there. You just... Therefore, verse 18, therefore by one man, Adam's offense, judgment came 
to all men. Not coming, came. It's here now. If you don't like it, at the end of the service, change families. Say, I think I want to be in the other family. I'm tired of this one. How, you know what? I, don't, I, I, I almost wish I could put my brain in my grandkids. I remember living in sin. I remember having no food. I remember having no money. I remember having no hope. I remember driving cars that you didn't know if you were coming home. I remember going to the grocery store and buying cheap food with one of them little push-button things to make sure that when I got halfway through the store and I was out of money, I had to stop because I have no more money to buy food with. I remember cutting firewood for heat. I remember living in sin. I remember it, and I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to go back. I remember the day I made Jesus Lord. I remember when the blessing of Abraham hit me. I remember the goodness of God coming on me and, and God answering my prayers and getting a job and getting healed in my body. I remembered in getting out of debt and driving a new car. I remembered when my body didn't hurt anymore. I remembered waking up and having joy instead of misery. I remember the day. See, folks, you people grew up in church all your life. You need, you need to understand there's a vast contrast between hell and heaven, darkness and light, and Satan and God. And those of you that grew up like that, you know what I'm talking about. You know, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not wishing this on anybody, but I think everybody needs to have been at least a real bad sinner at one time. So you'll look back now and go, thank you, Jesus. Woo, I still love you. 45 years later, I'm still happy. See, I remember. It was Jesus got me out of it. All right. Woo. Y'all are so quiet, I'm almost about to fall asleep up here. Verse 19, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law enters, so the offense might abound where sin abounded. Grace does bound much more. We read John 3, 16. Go to Romans 8. Jesus is a new prototype. He's a brand new prototype. Now, now I want you to... <laughs> oh, glory to God. I'm doing all right. 8.18. I consider that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. Have, have you ever sat back and thought about what it will be like? Let's go there a minute. I, I know heaven's nice, but it's not your home. This is your home. But, but we're going back to the original plan and rule and reign on earth in Christ Jesus. What in the world is God doing with all those planets? You're like, 
I haven't thought about that very much. You might want to. You might have one. Look at me in that tone of voice. What do you think we're going to do? Forever. It's going to be a ball. Well, first of all, I've already told you, you're going to fly. And man, you don't even, if, if you think, if you think you got money now, you broke. I mean, just, if y'all even, do y'all even sit back and think about what this is going to be like? Walking around on top of water and flying through the air like Superman and walking through walls and. All right, I'm, I'm fixing to read this. Verse 19. I consider the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation, the world, the earth, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. When... Did Jesus become the Son of God at birth? All right. When did he start walking in anointing? When the Holy Ghost came on him. But when did he become the, he is the head right now of the universe. He is the reigning king of the universe. Who are you? We're up there with him, his sons and daughters. We are the reigning kings. You know, I look at people all the time and they think I'm nuts, and I go, Do you just don't know if you knew who I was? You'd want my signature. I'm not being arrogant, I'm being honest as I can be. The creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. All right, now let's go back to prototype again. Go to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, and let's talk about this for a moment. And I did a little study before I got here today. And I, I, I love heroes. I love victory. And I have to use something in the natural. How many of you saw the movie Secretariat? They called it the super horse. Now, you know that Penny, the woman that owned it, they had always ridden Big Red with a tight rein until the day of the, uh, let me read this right now. I don't say it wrong. The triple crown. And she, you know, if you saw the movie, she walked out there and she looked at Secretariat and she said, this is your race, run it your way. Now, there, there's, there's horses that win 
regular races don't win the triple crown. The ones that win the triple crown don't win regular races. There's never been up until Secretariat what we call a super horse. And the reason I call him a super horse is because if you'll go back and watch it, and you need to get on YouTube and watch the day he won it, that all the horses are running neck and neck, and then all of them wear out. Because he, because Secretariat is setting the pace. He pulled out ahead to begin with. You never do that. Because you'll lose the race. You stay back, keep your, and then you burst at the end and you win. But, but this time Secretariat pulled out in front of everybody and all the announcers said, oh, he don't need to be doing that, he don't need to be doing that, he don't need to be doing that. Because he's going to run out of steam. He's going to run out of steam. He, that's unwise. The jockey needs to pull him back. And, the, and they're talking. And, he's, and, him and him and the other lead horse had pulled away from the pack. And then after one round around the thing, then Secretariat began to move out. And then he started running. <laughs> and everybody in the stands is screaming, he's He's ahead. He's ahead. He's ahead. He's ahead by two horses. He's ahead by three horses. He's ahead by five lengths. He's ahead by ten lengths. He, he won the race 31 horses ahead of everybody else. And, 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 and then he wasn't, and he's prancing around like. Now, here's what I'm saying. Right after he won the triple crown, the stud fee was 600, no, it wasn't. Hold on, I got to come back. That was another horse. 6.8 million to breed him. Why? Why do you want to breed with, why do you want your mare to breed with that horse? You want a super horse. All right, all y'all, listen to me. What do you think the stud fee is on Jesus? Now you understand that once Jesus died on the cross and whipped every demon in hell. I don't mean one, he didn't cast one devil out. I mean he whooped all of them at one time. Rose from the dead, beat death, beat hell, beat the grave. And then he turned around and placed his sperm inside of you. He bred you. You are a super race. Boy, I'm going to tell you, I can get excited about this. I don't think the world's, I don't think the world's ready for us, but I'm going to tell you this. Before Jesus returns, before the Lord Jesus returns, and I think it's going to be the young generation that's in children's church now. That's, I believe that. Because they're growing up Hearing the word of God from birth, being around the Holy Ghost from birth, we've already seen these kids praying in the Holy Ghost, laying hands on each other in children's church. My God, wait till they get our age. See, I had so much to overcome. They won't overcome nothing. They're coming out of the ring, super kids. I really believe you'll see them go into hospitals and empty them. 
I believe that before Jesus returns, we will see a group of people do everything that Jesus did and more. I think God's just sitting around waiting on you to find out who you are. Say, I know who I am. I am a new creation. I'm a new species. I'm a new race. As he is, so am I. He's Superman. He's seated at the right hand of God. I'm seated at the right hand of God. He's got authority over all the death and hell. I've got authority over all the death and hell. Oh my God, watch out world. I now know who I am. You know, thoroughbreds, I don't know if y'all, I don't know how many horse people we have in this church, but there are horses that have attitudes. How many of y'all ever ridden horses? There's, I've read, I've, I've ridden horses that are like, like get the saddle off of this. This is, this is, send this to the dog food factory. This This horse is already dead. And then I've put my saddle on horses that are like, want to ride? There's a scripture in the Bible talks about a war horse that when he smells the battle, he goes, we're going to fight. <laughs> there are people. That when the devil comes up, they go, oh, I want to fight. See, David was a prototype of the 400 men that followed him. And one of them got so bad, he jumped in a pit and killed a lion that wasn't bothering anybody. You, you, that's a bad mamba jamba. You just don't run around and just kill lions when they've already been in the, he's already in the pit, leave him alone. I would have shot him with a gun. This guy just gets, he just, oh, I think I'll just get down there and just, just fight with a lion. Just to fight with him, just to fight with him. I'm just going to go kill a lion today. I think I'm just going to go kill a lion. And I wake up in the morning, I think I'll fight with a devil. I think I'll just whoop some. I think I'll whoop a devil today. I think I'm going to whoop a devil today. <laughs> I'm starting to feel some resurrection power. Not only that, but we speak in languages. I asked the Lord one time, I said, I want to see a miracle today. He said real kindly, speak in tongues. <laughs> I am a miracle. All right. Just in case. I got three minutes. Verse 5, Hebrews 1 5. For which of the angels did he say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? When was that? Not in Bethlehem. It was the day he rose from the dead. I'll be a father to you and you'll be my son. And when he again 
brings the firstborn in the world, he said, let all the angels of God worship him. And the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the son, he said, your throne, O God. Oh, that'll mess a Jehovah Witness up. <laughs> Jesus was not God. Well, he said he was. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness and a scepter of your kingdom, and you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And, and you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They'll perish, but you remain. And they'll grow old like a garment, like a cloak, and you'll fold them up and they'll be changed. But you're the same and your years will not fail. He's talking about the new Jesus. Now, 1 John 5, as he is. David, am I doing all right? Next time, sit up on the front row. I need a little help with this sermon. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at all these people, and they're just looking at me, waiting, about, waiting to go eat lunch or something. I'm not sure. 2 Corinthians 6. Yeah, breakfast, Lisa. 2 Corinthians 6. And I'm closing. I can't wait to the next service. They're a lot more lively in there. I like, I like response. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Corinthians 6, 11. Oh, Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is, our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now, in return for the same I speak as to children, you also open. Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Say, Adam. Adam. Jesus. Jesus. What communion has light? With dark, he called you light. He called Adam darkness. What accord has Christ with Belial? What did he just call you? <laughs> he called you Christ. Brother Hagin used to touch on that occasionally and said I can't preach a whole sermon on it yet you're not ready the church is not supposed to get the way we run church from Cracker Barrel and Starbucks we're Holy Ghost people we lead. We're it. They should pattern after us. That's why the church is failing today. We're going to Adam and asking him how he's doing. I don't care how Adam's doing. What accord has Christ with Belial or what heart part has a believer with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? Called you the temple of God. For you are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell in them. I will walk among them. 
I will be their God and they'll be my people. Therefore, come out from among them, Adam. Come out from Adam and be separate, says the Lord. Don't touch what's unclean and I'll receive you. I'll be a father to you and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Say there's a super race. Say it again, there's a super race. We're it. We're, listen, folks, we're going to have to stop thinking like the world. You're going to have to stop thinking. You literally are going to have to open your Bible and start finding out who you are. Now, let's, let's use a Disney movie, and it's probably the only one that ever said anything right. You remember Simba? Simba's running around with monkeys and baboons and pigs, and he's the king of the jungle. And he's thinking like a monkey and a pig until one day he walks up to a pool and he looks and he sees his father. And he goes, and he goes, I ain't no pig and I ain't no monkey. My God, I'm seeing my father. I want you to look in the word of God and go, I see Jesus in me. I see the greater in me. I see a death defeating devil stomping uh, son of God in the mirror of the word of God and it's me. Folks, listen. When the church, when the church finally learns this, you you stop struggling with. Well, we lay hands on the sick, and uh, and they didn't just listen, listen. You gotta hate the devil. You're sick. Let me say something right now. Don't get don't get mad at me. Just don't get mad at me. Get out of Benny Hinn's line, dummy. How stupid. Benny Hinn is for the sinners. He's sent to Adam's race, not you. Why are you not Benny Hinn? Are y'all listening to me? If someone can get to you, they can get to God. All right, I'm, I'm trying to finish. I think Jesus is tired of the church being weak, whiny, bunch of babies. I think it's time we took our place. I don't see Jesus waking up in the morning going, call, call the crusade off. I've got the flu. And Herod has said, we need to stay home. And I talked to a leper yesterday. Someone get me my gloves. What a bunch of whiny babies. Disease has no authority over you. Death has no authority over you. Satan has no authority over you. You're, you're the king of sickness, poverty, and death now. Now. Right now. I like something Mark Hankins said. It says, if you don't, 
if you don't, uh, if you don't like the way you look, you had not seen yourself lately. Yeah. Folks, we're going to have to, we're going to have to get our Bibles out now. Yes. No, there's no more of this game plan. You're going to get your Bible out now. You're going to get your Bible out and you're going to start meditating on who you are. Jesus found out who he was reading the Bible. And he stood up in his own hometown and they delivered him the book of Isaiah and he opened up and said, this is me. And it caused a problem. It will cause one for you also. But he didn't care. He went to the next city. You'll say this to me. Do here what you did there. I'm going to say something to you all about me for a minute. Familiarity breeds contempt. Did you know that when I leave this church, I go places and we have meetings till three in the morning? Did you know that when I went to Russia, 500 people in the building were born again instantly? Did you know when I went to Haiti, God filled everybody in the building with the Holy Ghost? Did you know in the Bahamas, I raised a man from the dead? But do you know what I do here? Not much. Hey, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. That's true. I'm a prophet. That's true. Come on. If you knew it, you wouldn't be in the mess you're in. Well, I heard what Daryl said. I didn't say it. I was quoting the word. This, this sermon today is a prophetic utterance from God. Now, if I was on TV, you'd go, oh, that's awesome. Maybe I should get a big TV and I should stand in it. But don't feel bad. They didn't receive Jesus in his hometown either. The more you become familiar with someone, the less respect you have. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Now let's talk about you a minute. Don't let your don't let your family tell you who you are. You tell your family who you are. You let God tell you who you are. Every time I go home, they say, "Well, there's Daryl. He's the one burned Nancy at the stake when she was just a girl." I said, "I never burned anybody at the stake." Oh, you know you did. You burned her at the stake. You set her on fire and playing cowboys and Indians. I said, I never heard Nancy at the stake. I'm a new creation. Oh, don't start that Bible stuff, Daryl. We know you. <laughs> no, you don't. Amen. Amen. I never burned nobody at no stake. You're, I'm a brand new species of being that never existed before. Amen. I'm trying to get done. Everybody say, me too. Me too. Say, I'm, say, I'm just like Jesus. Some of you need to look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm just like Jesus. I'm just like Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. Well, you need to walk around and start saying, the greater is he. That is on the inside of me and all the devils of hell. Greater is he that is inside of me than all the devils of hell. As he is, so am I in the earth. I reign as a king and a priest in this earth. Hey, money is subject 
to me. But we got to do that on another day. We're out of time. Imagine someone looking at you and telling you that you have the right and privilege of calling money to you. I ain't got none. One more time. Why don't you talk to your business? Why don't you look at your business and go, money come. I call my business blessed. I have more work to do and I know what to do with. I have the mind of Christ. I have the wisdom of God. And I have favor with God and man. I said so. The earth is waiting on you. The world is waiting on you to find out who you are. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm done. Hasta luego. Praise the Lord. Amen. Say this with me. Hebrews 4.12. Oh, that was lame. Say this with me. Hebrews 4.12. The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting asunder, making a difference between soul and spirit. Amen. Every time you hear the Word of God, every time you read the Word of God, every time you sing the Word of God, it is alive. It brings life to you and it brings power in manifestation to your life. Amen. I love you all. Have a great weekend. Praise the Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.